let's force a Philip on the track, you know. Sometimes when people be casting spells, you just gotta tell them like it is. Don't tap in all your mana cause you're casting a spell. Double checking on your colors, making sure they look swell. But then your senses slip some dangerous familiar smell. I tap my pair of islands and then I flash my counter spell. I said eight cast affinity, more like eight force of wills. I got the blue cost of pitch and the instinct to kill. Try to melt out my board while I'm clearing my throat. And I'll counter your spell and simultaneously say no. Try to flip your Delva, trigger stays on the stack. Predicting away your card, I'm a fortune teller who's cracked. Packing all this kind of magic, yeah, you can call me the goat. Blast on traps, on reps back up while I am straight telling you no. Be treating the angels, what it do? Force and fill, my force of negation, encapsulating all the haters who waiting as I bait them to play around daisies, but they miscalculating. Cause while they straying, I'm staying to prey on them, and I tell them no. I straight up tell them no. Oh, wait one second, no, no, no. Straight up, tell them, no, no, no. Cast whatever spell you want, I'll hit it with fork. Triple Mystic Sanctuary lays you down in the morgue. Looping cards out of the yard, absorb yourself, ignite some spark. Draw your cards, go for broke. Try to combo, I'll tell you no. Getting frisky with your mana, but in response, I'll make a stand And when you say that I got lucky, in response, your deck is clunky. Sucks to suck, but that's what you do. Confirm suspicions, get a clue. Veil of summer, that's so cute. Swans are singing, flock of tutus. Loading up the stack like we was making some nachos. Fluster storms are coming, best be grabbing your poncho. If you try to come at me and then you acting all macho, I'ma slip through space up in your face and lick my lips and tell you straight, no, no, no. Straight up tell you no, no, no. Uh, wait one second, no, no, no. I straight up tell you no, no, no. Straight up tell you no, 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 no. Uh, wait one second, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if they be casting up tell you no, no, no. You gotta tell them like it is. No, 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 no. They ain't resolving no spells. Uh, wait one second, no, no. I straight up terminus the shit out of your board. I straight up tell you no, no, no. the shit out your board. Hello and welcome to Eternal Turtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? <laughs> Dude, our battles battles are the future in a good way or a bad way? I, you know, I I don't think I, so first off, I haven't seen a single battle that I'm like, ooh, I'm just like, this slots directly into a legacy deck. So yeah. uh, I'm not too worried about them as like a new thing. Like, they're not going to make your Tarmogoyce playable. You know, like, I don't think uh, anybody, right now, what we've seen with battles I think it looks like a fine limited mechanic and it'll probably see play in standard, you know, maybe, maybe modern, you know, maybe pioneer. There, there, there are some cards that make, uh, make it a grind fest, man. Well, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll get to oh, yeah. them, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, and I honestly, all that seems fine to me. I don't have any issue right now with like, like I said, none of them really affect uh legacy that I, that I've noticed. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. Um, I think it, it's interesting. So we did the Moros teasers last week. Uh, some of that stuff, we'll, we'll go over some of that, like what we got, what we got right that we know about. Um, it's still yeah, early can, can, in spoiler season, though. Yeah, right now we have uh, what like a hundred, almost one hundred and sixty cards of two seventy one. So this is part one, yeah, of the the spoilers that we got so far. And there there are some interesting role players. I think that uh, will be worth testing and potentially like finding homes. Like there are some powerful cards that 
but n- nothing seems overwhelming to me, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I yeah, especially that that you know I, we're just give us like six months where we can just kind of solidify what the metagame looks like before you, before more stuff gets added. I, mean, I think like dude, by the time uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff comes in, I'm sure some of that's going to see play in Legacy. Do you want to do a quick breakdown of the of of, of the meta and what it what it looks like right now? Yeah, let, let's seems, actually seems do pretty that. obvious. It seems like a good time to, to, to do that. So this is the, this is what like a month after the expressive iteration. Uh... People are still figuring out Delver, but the the meta game is blue or Delver in whatever mixture you wanted that, but in a way mm-hmm. that's like not necessarily egregious. I mean, outside of like the egregious cards from Modern Horizons two, but then otherwise the format is. Urza is exactly Urza Saga and combo. Yeah, it's like Rihanna. So looking at uh, MTG Goldfish for like the top 10 decks through MetaShare, it's Reanimator, 8-cast, is it Delver, uh, is tied with 8-cast at like 7.1. And then Cephala Breakfast, Painter, Sneak and Show, uh, Rug Delver apparently, uh, Death Shadow, Death and Taxes, and Blue Zenith. Like, I don't even know what Blue Zenith is. What's Blue Zenith? Blue Zenith is just like... um... It's like your Yorion everything every good card in the deck. Okay. Deck. So yeah, so dude. that's that's really interesting. So eight cast is now is now in the top three, basically top two deck because it's eight cast and Delver and then Reanimate is seeing a lot of play. And that might be because of the online meta uh being being just more friendly to play uh uh Reanimator and, and Atraxa. We I mean we call it Atraxa. Atraxa is uh, getting a lot of leverage in that deck. So uh, I'm not surprised to see reanimator uh, scaling up. Yeah. I think like the, the card that gets the biggest boost from the bands is just Urza saga. Yeah. The b- between painter, like every, every variation of painter mono black. Yeah. Uh, like all, all of the decks that do anything with Urza saga in them, they're Urza saga first. What, what they are after Urza saga is like incidental. And I, I mean, tell me if I'm if I'm being too hard lined about it. I mean, you have way more reps with Acast than. Oh I no! Do. I mean, I I 100 that deck is. Uh, I I think that the reason why people lose in the mirror uh, is because they're not leveraging uh, saga enough, or they're like, ah, I'll do this instead of using saga, and it's just like just spam Urza saga at people, like yeah. just get eight eights and like win the game. It, it's stupid and easy, and like then then let your opponent deal with the fact that like you have an Emery in play or whatever, like later. I think that like just getting getting your leverage out of out of uh, Urza Saga is the is the best thing you can be doing in the format right now. Yeah, Urza Saga just does so so much for so little and makes it so that all of these other things, like uh, these otherwise powerful combos, just have free backup plans and uh, better consistency. It just does it all. Like I think Urza Saga is probably the most broken card that's in the format at the moment. That's in tandem with Ancient Tomb, right? Like you know sure. you can't have one, you don't yeah. have one without without the other. But even still, you have like you you do have Urza Saga without Ancient Tomb represented. Like Breakfast is an Urza Saga deck. You know it still plays Urza yeah. Saga and leverages the fact that it. Can can just go beatdowns uh between either being uh a baleful strix or a stoneforge mystic deck but either way like it's still using constructs to great effect when yeah. it doesn't when it but it also incidentally has a combo similar to how painter incidentally has a combo but it's like the the way that it always works is the legacy power level thing to do for each deck is urza saga and yeah. then urza saga art just tells you what it wants for the for the b plan so it's like you want Urza Saga, therefore you want Shuko, therefore you want the breakfast combo. You have Urza Saga, therefore you want Grindstone, therefore you want the Painter combo. You know, it's like uh, it, it, the Urza Saga just does it all for so yeah. many, for so many different decks. It's like it, it, it is a, a hard pillar, and then you have like Dark Ritual as a hard pillar right now. You have your Shadow and 
Delver deck, so you still have your Threat Wasteland Days shell. And sometimes so even and sometimes people are even playing Stifle. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then you have like the the tier two outliers that are like adjusted DNT, your adjusted yeah. good cards pile. Well, before we get too far into like and into like legacy and the meta and all that stuff, because I think I think it's important when uh when we have a win, right, Phil? When we have a win, we should celebrate that win. And, celebrate the win, bro. Uh, well. The win last week was me calling the legendary creatures. Now we haven't gotten the legendary elder giant dog, but I think I'm gonna be right on that. But we did get Yadaro and, and Kogla uh as the, the Gamera King Kong uh combo. We one hundred percent called at the start of the episode, we called Borborigmos and Fibblethip. Uh so that's that's huge. Uh we got I'm, I'm some a, other like it's unfortunate pretty... that we didn't get uh Veldrain of Eldrain though. Oh man. You know, I'm not even mad about it though. Like the Grandma and Gear, we've been doing shorts for the last week, and 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 we're kind of pumping those out. So if you get a chance and see the shorts or whatever, like those or whatever, whatever you have to do to make shorts happen, help help us out with that because I'm I'm help like trying to pump one out every day now. Um, but we got the Grandma and Gear one, uh, and Grandma and Gear, man, just the art on that just looks like just looks so cool. Like I, I'm, I, I have to assume she's she's at. She's in Innistrad right now, uh, you know, turning the turning the time. No, she's, 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 she's on Homelands, bro. You think she's on Olgrotha? I think she's on Olgrotha. Yeah, I don't, I don't. She's not. She's not traveling. They're not traveling characters between planes yet. You don't think? No, I think she's on. I think she's on Olgrotha. I think. Like, I still. I still. Ten, I'm still tinfoil hatting that uh, she. She's either like on uh, Innistrad and Innistrad is Olgrotha, or uh, she. She's on Eldraine and Eldraine is Olgrotha. I think Eldraine is is uh, sorry. I think Olgrotha is actually another plane, and that's just why we haven't heard about it for so long. Uh, but so I, I don't think say, we've like, gotten that information spoiled yet. By the time people are watching this, maybe it'll be spoiled. But like. I, I honestly, like, I have, like, straight tinfoil hat theories about, about what's going on with that. I was saying that we get a, we have a lot of the, a, a lot of the battles that they've spoiled so far. I mean, a lot of them are from planes we've been to, but a lot of them are from planes that, like, we just haven't. Well, like, let's talk about Segovia. Uh, you called that last week, and there's an invasion of Segovia card. And and, and I think that <laughs> one's probably the, the, the closest to... That's it's one of the closest to playable battles in Legacy, I think. Yeah, and that was the deepest cut as far as like a lore thing, because like I didn't even like really know about that. But that's like that's a callback even to like Segovian Leviathan, which is a three three Leviathan instead of an eleven eleven Leviathan, right? Or a ten ten. That's that's the throwback, right? That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's pretty. So that was pretty cool. Um, what else we got? Uh, Renan Realmbreaker. I called that. Uh. Uh, we did not get the Sword of Death and Dreams or the Sword of Discard and Draw. It was the Once and Future, which is a TH White reference. This is pretty cool. Um, let's see. Did we get any of these other, like, cool, uh, cool things? Uh, we didn't really see anything else, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to celebrate those wins that we had. Uh, the double face token incubator thing was also on there. Um, but that to me, like, I just, I, you know, like we, we rarely get to do those, like, fact check, uh, situations where we, like, can go back. You know, because no one cares, you know, like six months from now when we have all, all the answers and we go back, it's like no one wants to watch uh, 45 minutes of me and Phil talking about like what we got yeah. right in a spo- in a teaser, you know, like five months ago. They're already on to the new the new set, you know, I'm going to hold out for Veldrain of Eldrain until we actually get to Eldrain. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Veldrain of Eldrain is, is, is the new. Well, we have the T-shirt, right? Like the T-shirts, the T-shirts up. You can go get the T-shirt. Um, that's either that, that's either my that's in line with my biggest miss alongside Dreadheart Arcanist or 
it comes to fruition and I'm an actual fucking god. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, so let's talk about some of the new cards, right? So we've got a couple of a couple of uh at least interesting cards so far that have been that have been spoiled. Oh yeah, yeah I, I almost yeah. forgot the uh C double was the was the uh this ca- cannot be copied. We were right, it was a spell that copies a spell. So yeah, because you know if they if they don't have that clause on that, then it naturally just, just goes, goes infinite nuts. with itself. Yeah, that's that it, would it, be it, silly. it naturally goes infinite. Yeah, like you cast it and then you can choose both modes, and then you just choose to copy itself, and then it just goes infinite by itself. So they kind of have to put a clause on there to say that you can't, it can't be copied or you can't, or it can't be targeted or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like the first card I'm seeing that like, I think might be able to see play, like this is a, might be able to see play is actually invasion of Ravnica because it's colorless. Uh, and I, think so, there's, I, I, I think there's a couple like if you, if you want to roll down the spoiler, I actually think there's more than the more than. Oh yeah, yeah. Beyond. Let's let's get on. I'm on. I'm sitting on the wrong on the wrong site. Let me go to uh, uh, mythic spoiler, and we'll go right down from the top uh, from from what's been uh, the newest spoilers. Right? We want to do it that way. Uh, let's go from the top on the original because they, they the stack original. it. Okay. They stack it by rarity. That's fair. I think that the we we have. The planeswalkers are out. We have the the lead mythics are out for each of the the praetors, except for uh, Urobrask, and it's unclear if we're going to get an Urobrask because he in the story gets he did get kind of killed, right? He, he got gets turned into by like a, yeah. uh, an incubate. So token. either they either we get uh, a version of Urobrask before that happens, or uh, he's just missing from the cycle. But it would be weird if they didn't complete the cycle, right? But yeah. The, the, well, I mean, the first that, that's when you can. Uh, you you could take your Praetor deck and like add Eben Praetor to it as your uh, as your mm-hmm. fifth Praetor. All the Praetors except for Elishnorn are five that we have so far. Didn't tax the Shieldred and Vorinclex. They're all five mana, and they all do really powerful things. They all have game winning backsides, so they all have like the transform yeah. into a saga, whatever. But they're all really expensive. Yeah, five mana think... is just so much for Legacy, right? Five mana plus their activations are really expensive. I don't see any of them any of them seeing play. There's just better yeah. things to be doing. I think Elishnorn is probably the closest because it does a lot of things and it opens up uh, a really powerful game-ending effect for something that has never really had it before, which yeah. is there isn't a tokens deck in Legacy because the format's just way too fast. Yeah, there's no like so, Aristocrats-style uh, deck, right? Between Dark Ritual and Urza Saga, both promoting just like insanely fast combo decks that do all of the things really, really fast it's kind of hard to have like a your grindy sort of like go wide strategy that's trying to like line up against removal and stuff because you just get your your deck just doesn't even get online before the game is over yeah however uh what elishnorn does do is it's a three five for two white white so it's four mana has vigilance whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you or a permanent you control that source's controller loses two life unless they pay one right so in a lot of respects this it, it, it's you or a permanent you control so in terms of like the line of like uh, trying to figure out how to stop an Urza Saga from beating you down, if you block and it deals damage, they lose life unless they ta- their mana is taxed. Yeah. That's not that that's a big deal. Like that that's it's subtle and it's positional, but it's it's interesting. And then it actually has a, a much cheaper activation cost of two and a white sacrifice three other creatures, uh, exile, and then return it back flipped. And then the saga is just an unbeatable backside. Yeah, the saga is is create three what five no, two twos. It's five then two they, twos. The next turn, they all get double strike and plus one plus one. So that's what thirty damage. You're just swinging for <laughs> lethal. Yeah, and then if and then if that doesn't work, you plague win the board. Then it and plague then, wins the board, and you keep all your stuff. Yeah, you keep pretty, all your, pretty it, ridiculous. It, it plague wins your opponent. You keep all your stuff, and then just get Elishnorn back. Yeah, and, and you have and and you have the tokens, obviously, to flip it back over again. Yeah, yeah. It, it fuels itself. So it, it, it's that type of card where once you like. 
if you have it, I mean, it's soft to Caracas, as is, as is every legend doesn't have an ETB yeah. effect. It's whenever an opponent deals damage to you or permanent you control. So uh, they have to be dealing the damage, but it still counts if they block. You know, yeah, they have their their sources are still dealing damage to you too. So there's a lot of subtle nuance to its second ability, and then its flip ability is just lights out. It's just game over. So I think that there there is space for Elish Norn to potentially open up a deck, uh, particularly because there was also um, that's also in the artifact space that we got from Unfinity, which is one of the better token makers that's ever been made. Which is uh, it's the clown one. It's one in a white. It's it, I forget. It's a one in a white sorcery that makes two one one clowns. Okay. But then you roll a dice. And if you, if the dice is, if the a result is, I think, less or more than the number of clowns you control, you make an additional clown. You have a two-thirds shot of getting a third token for two mana. So, yeah, okay. If, so if you think I have a 66% chance of getting three tokens on the first time I activate it, that means that for the most part, you're winning coin flips going into a match, and that's where you want to be. So if you're like 66% of the time, this is going to make me three bodies, then you can go... On two mana, make three bodies, Elishnorn. And those are your three bodies that you could you could sack to then flip Elishnorn. And now we're in a space where you're you're actually doing some powerful stuff. We're we're entering we're entering that like it, almost like a Mardu deck that like doesn't exist in the format yet. Like someone call Nate. You know, like this is well, this, this yeah, is the I'm card that, that I think could 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 like lean us towards that that way. I'm saying the Elishnorn, the, the 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 flip side, like the activated flip effect. Is it is such a powerful and like these backsides are so powerful that the idea that you actually can pull it off in legacy will be game ending, yeah. right? Like it is over. It is an overwhelming amount of an advantage that no that that just goes over the top of everything else that your opponent would be trying to do unless they are combo killing you. If if you have a, if you have strong enough enablers, you do need three other bodies for to sack to Elishnorn. But there are a lot of cards that are on the fringes that it's like you wouldn't play them in a vacuum. But if the sum equals greater than the, their parts, you know, it's it, there is space for that, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that Elish Norn is the closest of them. Uh, uh, so, down... yeah, I was oh, yeah say, mo moving down from there, I, I think, you know, I, uh, only because we've we've made it a meme now, we have to talk about Ren and Realm Breaker because you don't sleep on three mana planeswalkers. Yeah, I, I think that Ren and Realm Breaker, it strikes me more as uh, like you really need to be paying off the fact that your lands become rainbow lands. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's the, like everybody, as far as I've, I've seen, everybody's just like, yeah, you want to get to the ultimate because once you can play land and cast permanent spells from your graveyard for the rest of the game, like you're never losing, which is true. That's fair. And it goes up to five immediately. But like it's it's not the best of protecting itself. It's not helping like any of the decks that want to be in this space. You only pull cards from the ones that you mill. So you can't really play with non-permanent cards. So it sort of limits the kind of decks that you can play it in. So I, I think if you are doing something like this, that you'd, you'd really need to be paying off the fact that it's fixing your mana and making all your lands rainbow lands. Yeah. And part of that, you know, that that's where I think, like, if you can get into the space of what are lands with effects that aren't necessarily producing you, either producing you mana at all, like Maze of Ith, or not producing you uh, colored mana, like all of your utility lands. It's like well, maybe so there's I think, space I think that, something but... you sort of glossed over there a little bit is the fact that when you ultimate this, if it dies, you can just play it again immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, I get like, that. You like, mentioned that, that but like, I, I think you got, I think you just went right over it. Like the the fact that's super powerful, being able to like ultimate a planeswalker and then just getting it right back. You know, like, I, yeah, and I'm saying that like the 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 trade off is it's like there are plenty of other uh, effects in this in the that you could play that it's like if you cast this and it goes to five immediately and then it doesn't get touched, it's five six seven and then you ultimate on the fourth turn that it comes in. So yeah, it's like theoretically it's a spend for win the game, 
but that's literally every planeswalker that's playable. Yeah. So it, exactly. that, that's where I mean it's like I I I I struggle to see what deck would want this combination of effects that aren't paying off the that that aren't just oh yeah the ultimate is game breaking and yeah that's the case for every planeswalker that's yeah. why i'm like the only thing that you get immediately for free because it doesn't untap the land right so it's not like it can protect itself either and then it because it doesn't on uh like if you play this on three if you're on the draw it's also not going to kick down your opponent's planeswalker because that land is going to be tapped so you can't attack with it you know what i mean right. so like there yeah. are it's like if this untapped the land on three and then just churn down your opponent's planeswalkers and then this is just like the cheapest planeswalker killer you can play it's like okay yeah maybe that's a thing but because the only thing that you're actually guaranteed unless you're contorting your deck to make sure that you only are playing with permanence so that you when you mill cards you're getting the you're getting a card is you getting rainbow lands so you have to be i would think that you would need to pay that off you need to pay off the fact that you're yeah. all these colors and that the, you can the issue them. with this is like it, it's super good with wasteland if you hit that ultimate like you can basically get back to the point where Renin Six was a thing, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's you're, not you're, it's yeah. not doing it right out of the gate. So it also costs three, and not two, which is it costs three. Thing. It's double green. You know, yeah. it's like it's a lot. I, that's I, that's asking a lot, and you're obviously not going to just slot it into a Delver deck now because every Delver deck <laughs> should still be a two color Delver deck. You know, uh, no, there, are, there are spots where it's like the way that they have things worded also means stuff too. Lands you control have add one minute of any color. If it said lands you control are all basic land types like if it gave you the prismatic omen yeah. ability oh right, yeah, as a yeah. static like that that would open up a lot more space because like yeah. caring about land types matters this one just making that, that's what i mean it's like it's it feels way too pigeonholed to me and yeah. i don't know what deck i don't know what deck would want it now in a way where it's like elish norn doesn't have a deck but it's powerful enough that it could spawn one it could know? create one it's, yeah it's it's not going to be tier one or anything but it could spawn a a reasonably powerful deck that's doing interesting things mm. that can be doing be doing powerful things in a way that other decks aren't because they don't have the same interest in those kinds of effects of making a bunch of bodies yeah. but there's but, but there's um what's it called in in the next row when we get down here we can just talk about it now but there's a card yeah. pylon and pylon's three and a black it's an instant with convoke it says destroy target creature or planeswalker surveil too so it, it's a it's potentially a free removal spell it's a potentially a free hero's downfall yeah. right and we have another card like that it's called lethal speed, scheme you know? At instant speed, there's another card like that from a commander product called Lethal Schemes, which is two black black convoke. It's destroy everything, and then uh, you connive for each creature that you use to convoke it. So similarly, that card can also be cast for free and leverage some kind of advantage. This one gives you surveil too. That one gives you convoke equal to the number of creatures that surveilled or equal to the number of creatures that convoked. So now there's uh, a density of like good removal spells that can that is that are convocable, and that that means that like. Oh, these are all the removal spells that you would want for your Merktides or for your opponent's Minskin Boos or whatever, because they both hit creatures and planeswalkers. Yeah. So, and they give you additional advantage, right? So, okay, there's a good suite of removal spells here that we can play for free while we're using our mana to generate the cards that are producing the bodies. And now we have this insane payoff in Elishnorn. And now there's like, oh, maybe there's like some cool black white tokens thing that we can really lean into and then splash for whatever other color that you would need to shore up, you know, give yourself some enablers like Goblin Bombardment or whatever. But, yeah. It's like there, there, there's. I feel like there's space for those cards where I don't see it for Ren and Roundbreaker. But I mean, if 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 you do, you can happily beat me at the next uh, large SCG we go to. You know? <laughs> I will. I will lose to you in the first round of a uh, SCG event. I'm sure. So um, new new card spoiled to literally today as we're filming is called Zephyr Singer. It's two blue blue, so it's four mana for a three four flying vigilance pirate. 
and it has convoke and it says uh when it enters the battlefield put a flying counter on each creature that convoked it <laughs> two men two mana three four flying vigilant creature potentially if you're playing with bodies yeah that's uh i, no, I mean that, that's like what, what's that sea stompy <laughs> yeah dude you got, you got I mean, this, stompy, right we got some pirates going on yeah yeah i think elish norn is too expensive i don't think it's gonna see play i'm not sorry uh, not, not elish not archangel elspa yeah, no, no. That's uh, I think four mana for for what is basically a downgraded Gideon uh, ally, ally of, of Zendikar. You know, like we could just play Gideon, right? If we want to, if yeah. we want to not have our planeswalkers get hit by red and red and blue blast invasion what, of Tarkir. What, it's a it's our first battle, one in a red. When uh, it enters the battlefield, reveal any number of dragon cards from your hand. If you do, it deals X plus two damage to any target where x is the number of cards revealed this way the only deck that's playing a dragon right now is murktide regent delver right well no uh, no 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 i think that uh th there are some number of dragon cards that are being shifted into uh uh red stompy so this could see play in red stompy i don't know that it would want to yeah i think i i think that mo for the most part i think that the line for the battles in legacy is that it has to be able to feed itself. So yeah. it has to produce the bodies that you would be able to attack the siege with or the battle with. And this one not doing that because when it ETBs, you you it, it's to any other target. So it can't target yeah. the battle itself. Uh, and so it's in my mind, it's not worth it. But there are a couple of battles that produce the bodies that it, either they give you, either they're just a spell that you'd want to play and they give you a, a bunch of value, in which case, okay, fine. But otherwise, if you want like the backside of the battle, I think it needs to produce the and there are a couple that do it but it needs to produce the bodies that are able to attack it so it's it's self-sufficient you know what i mean yeah well speaking of that then you have the invasion of segovia right invasion of segovia is the one that i think is closest a because yeah. it's it's one of the cheaper ones it's two and a blue uh when invasion of segovia enters the battlefield create two one one blue kraken creature tokens with trample so there's something to be said there if you're playing with any pump effects you know if you're playing with a walker that puts counters on your stuff or whatever like tramples it's not nothing uh, and then the backside, the backside is really where it gets hot. Now, remember, the, it's a legendary creature, so it's still soft to Caracas, but it says non-creature spells you control, non-creature spells you cast have Convoke. And then at the beginning of your end step, untap up to four target creatures. So by itself, it's going to produce three creatures for you, making it so that you're, uh, that's a really powerful ritual effect because yeah. Convoke, Convoke cares about the colors that you play. So let's say you have Invasion of Scovia. It gives you the two one ones. It has four defense points. It's giving you the bodies to be able to attack it with. If you can then churn it out, let's say we live in a fantastic world where you just get to have it all. If you flip both and now you have two one ones and a three three, so you have five power for three mana. That's also now effectively just a bunch of moxen. Like they're all mox sapphires. Like that's powerful. You can cast your cantrips yeah. for free. You know, like you're doing stuff. Yeah. If you have two, uh, two blue uh, krakens that are basically islands, right? Like, Whoops! I have a counter spell in my hand. You know that kind of thing. Like so that that is interesting in that it, it just like anytime you can start casting spells for for what is basically free. Uh, you know, it's just you know it's worth it's worth keeping an eye on. It's worth considering. This is this is the this is a, a one that's pretty interesting to me. Uh, but also because it's not necessarily dead in multiples, right? First off, it's blue, obviously pitching whatever. But like yeah. the 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 fact is, you get to decide whether or not you want to attack a battle. Right, so if you get if you attack the first one and get uh, Kytus, the backside that the 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 serpent that's giving you the um, convoke ability, if you play another one for more bodies, those bodies are uh, you're paying two mana, but then you get two back to be able to cast your non creature spells. So it's one mana for two bodies effectively because they're just producing mana rocks for you. And then until they get rid of the Kytus, you don't have to attack the other battle. You can yeah, let the, it stay the on other the board thing, and... the other thing that I think uh, we should mention about battles is like. 
I expected on at first blush, just looking at this card, uh, these cards, like I, I expected that if you were putting them into play and you were like choose an opponent to defend this, your opponent was going to get some sort of a bonus while it was in play. The fact that that's not the case, like that's what makes these things playable. Is like there's not some weird like uh, detriment that you have if if this thing just sits on the board and you just like get a payoff from the front end of it. This is also one of the cards that I also look at is if you were looking at okay, what are the thing, what are the token things that I would want for like the new that for that Alex Norn sort of token deck? This is the sort of card that I would lean towards as well. Right. Yeah. It's like it's a token maker with a really nice payoff on the backside that would then let you use that stuff to generate even more bodies to continue going even wider. And then any sort of draw engine that you would have to like further that, you know, like th there's a lot of space there where it's like if every creature you produce is a mox, we're, we're, we're getting into territory to do like some really crazy shenanigans that it's like, we, how do we even think about it at this point? You know, so I want to play a game with you. It's called buy or sell. Let's say that I said that if. Uh, we could get you a uh, a three mana two four that uh, can attack, but if you cast spells, it creates an XX uh, that sits on the board until you miracle right, and they stay on the board, and then you can just pay two mana to start attacking with them. Would you buy or sell that card? Uh, so the okay, so you're saying incubator token isn't a creature; it's just an artifact. It's, yeah, it's just there. it's just an artifact that just sits on the board until until you decide that uh, you've wrapped the board and you want to start attacking. Yeah, so we're talking about Chrome Chrome Host Seed Shark yeah. for anybody who's following along. Yeah, here's 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 why I wouldn't buy why I'm, I wouldn't buy this first. We had a card that was very similar to this in Innistrad, that was essentially a blue mentor that made decayed tokens. And yes. then during your upkeep, if you wanted, you could flip it into an anthem, and it would make it so that your creatures wouldn't decay. They were just three three zombies. Uh, and I remember that when that came out, I was like, oh, this is Blue Mentor. It's making two twos instead of one one prowess, but two twos are still, you know, that's effectively prowess once. And then when you want to flip it to like uh, ambush your opponent with three threes, like this is a pretty good rate for three mana. It's a three mana two two. Now, this one's a two four, so it's not going to die to bolt. The fact that it is blue, like one of the most powerful parts of Mentor was that it wasn't blue. Yeah, it wasn't going to get red like, blasted, like, right? Like not, get, not losing to red blast is part of the reason that mentor excels like the, it, it can't be blue blasted or red blasted and that was part of the reason why it excels so based off of we've seen a sort of card like this before in i'm forgetting it was like poppet stitcher or something yeah because we've seen a version of this card before and the fact that like this one yes it will make fatter incubator tokens but those tokens still cost two mana to flip yeah. you know so it's like you're not actually generating. I mean, if any you force you know, of will somebody's thing, get a five five that like isn't a five five until after you've like wiped the board because like attackers are coming in. I, here's the that's thing. where I see this card like be, being a thing is like being able to get the value of like wiping the board and then being like now I can attack you with my guys. I'll tell you, I'm I'm higher on this card because it's a two four flyer. It sits in front of everything Delver is doing outside of Merktide really well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm 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 I'm. If only the incubate the tokens flew. This is the type of card where it's like if it's if it's not, uh, I don't think it will be Chase. So like if this card is like a couple of bucks, yeah, I'm gonna pick up copies of it because yeah. the, you know there is a world. It's a rare, I, so I don't think it'll it'll yeah. I'm I'm happy to be wrong on this card, but historically the monastery mentor variants that are blue have not shaped up in Legacy. Yeah, and like because 
Delver is one of the the top decks, but th because this is slower, right? You have to do the spell and then invest two more mana. And I think that the, that Urza Saga and Dark Ritual make the format so fast right now that you spending three mana on a two four flyer to then want like Mentor isn't played right now because it's slow. It, because Urza Saga is doing everything that Mentor is doing, but better, and then helps you combo kill faster. It, it, it strikes me as the these types of cards that want to exist and then do other things when Urza Saga is around is just not going to happen. I think Urza Saga is going to do a lot of uh, oppression on the format in a way in, in, in terms of speed. Yeah. You know, it's like either you, either you are also a combo deck that can, has an I win button or you have to be able to deal with uncounterable 18 power on turn three. And if, if a card can't actually handle that, it's just, it's going to get overwhelmed. I wish city on fire was playable because I, I would love to see somebody like, get convoke out city on fire and then like just be like okay well i guess i'll double fire blast you yeah so <laughs> but that's just city not gonna happen <laughs> it's five red 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 so it's eight mana but it has convoke and it says yeah. uh sources that you control deal triple damage uh shout out to blood feather phoenix if this card had haste i think it could see play it is a two two that can't block with flying and whenever an instant or sorcery uh you control deals combat uh, deals damage to an opponent or a battle you may pay one red if you do return it to the uh, to the battlefield from the graveyard. It gains haste. If it had haste out of the gate, I think this card could see play. I, I just don't think I, that. Uh, I don't know, man. We're we're getting in this space. Like if if only punishing fire was still a relevant card, but this is another card that you'd love to pitch with your punishing fire. Yeah, and then punishing fire, and then just do the whole all the grindy shenanigans, right? Yeah. All the grindy. I, I mean, it, you there could be like in and you know uh, maybe there's a red version. We've already got faithless looting in, in, in that like. Very like tier four uh deck with the uh what's the uh like six mana pitch or five mana pitch guy that's like a four four it gets two less for each card that you pitch. Oh the march the marches? No, it was it, it was a artifact that was a four 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 for five mana and it cost two less for each card that you discarded this turn. It, it, hollow one. Hollow one, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it, in like a Halloween style situation, this could this could be like another thing, but like then you also have to play Lightning Bolt or something. So it, it's tough because uh, you know, uh, I, I there's no build for a a deck like this yet. I yeah, I mean this is a pretty good rate though. Like yeah. I mean, you discard it, you bring it back, and it's a one mana two two haster that like when you sack it, you can continue to doing stuff. I think you just need something to ensure that you turn Stomach it on. Burst. The, the first thing that came to mind <laughs> as a recursive spell that would turn this on is uh punishing fire but punishing fire has been outclassed because every, uh, everything in delver outside of delver doesn't care yeah. about punishing fire and then the all of the other creatures in the format are Urza saga tokens and those are all nine nines so it's like who cares yeah uh uh shout out to uh into the fire for being a uh metallica quote into the fire yep we, it's, a, two, the two fire, red. Yeah. it's a sorcery uh and it won't uh i don't think it's going to see play outside of like Somebody needing a a, a a pseudo wheel effect, but I wheel, think wheel and deal in uh, in EDH. Have, that's it. You have the better card that is a uh, it's a, it can also be a land, and I think it's more valuable. Deep root wayfinder is a two three for one in a green that says when it deals combat damage to a player or battle, you surveil one, and then you may return a land card from the graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So I'm seeing like I just wish this, this is could a, get it's a wasteland lock. It's a wasteland yeah. lock. I mean, if you can if you can get it out early enough and and actually lock down your opponent with it before they can cast anything else, amazing. But a two three just ain't cutting it these days, man. Here's here's the thing that it does do though, right? I get that a two three doesn't cut it, but one thing that it that it because it lets you pick up a land every turn, 
it is a cheaper crucible of worlds that way. I get that you have to deal combat damage, but it is surveil, so it's fueling. It's it's very reminiscent of life from the loam. Yeah, it may not look at it at first glance because, but like dredge three versus pick up three lands. This is a two three that surveils one and then lets you pick up a land. Like it's doing similar spaces in terms of like the stuff where you want to lock your opponent in some capacity and or or pick up a fetch or fix your man. Like it, it's doing a lot. I, I I don't know if it'll see play, but it it has all of the makings of a card that you would want. Like I could see this being in legacy and just be like, yeah, I I am going to fucking strip mine the shit out of you, and I have all of these ways to do it, and now I have a two man another two man way to do it that you have to answer. Like if you go land Mox Diamond, dump a land, play the Wayfinder. All right, well you're threatening whatever land you pitched at the very least, right? Yeah, you're put you're 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 put you're putting the onus on them, right? Like that's that that's it's similar. Like if you if you pitch the land and then yeah, play, I guess I guess with Mox Diamond, this this card could be pretty pretty brutal actually. You, you play Mox Diamond and then pick up the land that you pitched with Mox Diamond with your life from the loam, and now the loam's in your graveyard, and you've already made it through development, and now you're just going to be loaming every turn for the rest of the game. Like, all right, at that point, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to lock you out now, yeah. right? Because like I'm, I'm eventually they'll I'm they'll start drawing lands, and then you'll just be like Dark Depths. And this is the this is a similar space where it's like. All right. Well, either you have the bolt or the plow, or this is just gonna fucking run away. Yeah, you know, this is a snowball. Well, okay. So, do, do you see anything else like after after uh, Wayfinder? I, I don't really see much. I, like maybe Fairy Mastermind. Fairy, I think Fairy Mastermind is gonna see place. So I think some people in Delver are gonna try it out. I think ultimately, what's gonna happen is people are gonna recognize that Fairy Mastermind's effect of whenever your opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. This card isn't good enough until it draws you its second card. So yeah. if you play this in response to their Because what, are you going to block like block a Delver with it in response to a Brainstorm? Like, I don't... Here's the like, thing. <laughs> this, card, th this card, it looks really good. And in EDH, is going to be a fucking banger, right? Like, yeah, of course. You, 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 this will be you a $20 have, card. You have you have three opponents, like each one of them. You know, this this will ancestral you by the time you get a, it comes back around to you. In 1v1, it's similar to all of the other cards that we've gotten where this card doesn't disrupt your opponent. It just levels you. It to just whatever lets you doing. keep doing things, but, but like the, you're the not only, getting like, the mana for it. You know, this card reminds me very much of our Ar Ar archivist of uh, of uh, Orgatha or whatever. It's the one where it's a one and a white flash. Ogma. Ogma. Archivist yeah. of Ogma. And that one is whenever your opponent searches the library, you gain the life and draw a card. And that card, the, the, the problem with those kinds of cards is the first card that it draws has to replace the fact that you have this card in your deck. So well, let like, me tell you, uh, Phil, uh, that card sees almost no play in EDH where you would think that like a card like that would, would rumble, right? And that's yeah. because it's not stopping other people from doing anything and it's and, just not good enough. And that's where th this card, as a 2-1 flash flyer, isn't a playable legacy card, right? Like yeah. that it's that it, that's not the going rate for legacy playable anymore. No, a two now, two the, a two two for now, two doesn't doesn't cut if, it anymore. Turns if out this is drawing you if this is drawing you a card every turn, then yeah, it's good. But yeah. your opponent can just not go into it if they're ahead, right? They can just not play their cantrips if they're ahead, and then you have to still figure it out. And then even if they do, like okay, the first one, it, this replaces itself, but it's still just a 2-1 body. It's going to get outclassed by everything. If this draws two cards, okay, now it, now you're ahead. But like, it's not until that point, right? It's not until you're there that it's drawn you two cards and then also maybe done some kind of trade that it's, it's, it's worth it for the card. All of the other cards that play in a similar space like this that see play are the ones that disrupt your opponent in some way. Opposition agent, that disrupts yeah. your opponent. Dothy Voidwalker, that disrupts your opponent, right? It's like, it's, 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 it's putting a lynch on what your opponent wants to do. Whereas this one's not. Your opponent still gets to do it. You get to benefit from it, but it's not stopping them. So if they want to combo you out, they're just going to fucking combo you out, you know?
Yeah. I want to talk about uh, one of the all-time best Twitter interactions I've ever had this week. Brian uh, Brian David Marshall, uh, BDM, uh, tweeted about Oracle of Tragedy and said, this means that uh, the, the existence of this card means that there is an Oracle of Comedy. And I said the existence of this card means that there's a Batwoman of Tragedy. Because Oracle and Bat... Yeah. You get it? Yeah, I'm with you, Everyone, bro. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. I'm with you. We're all with you. I was going to say that the, my, my instinct to it implying an oracle of tragedy uh, or an oracle of comedy is that uh, this card isn't playable and that yeah. is that is its own. Yeah. You know, that's its, <laughs> that, that is that, its own tragedy and comedy at the same time. You know. All right. So let's go down to the gold cards, I think, because uh, unless you see something oh, else. Yeah. So I, I've seen people talk about Surge of Salvation, which is the it's a one in a way. I'm sorry. It's a single white. For an instant, that says you and permanence gain gain hexproof until your next turn. Prevent all damage that black and or red sources would deal to creatures you control. This is another one of those cards where it's like, oh, yeah, this could host storm. Oh, yeah, this is going to stop your opponent from doing a thing to you. They're just going to make never, you discard it from your hand. These cards <laughs> never are. These are they are never good enough. Unless <laughs> unless unless they start making cards that say this card cannot be discarded from your hand from your opponent. These cards you know, mean nothing. You know, no, you know, like, well, the thing is that, like, in response, you just respond to the discard spell by giving yourself protection. However, sure, you could cast it, but then your opponent's just not going to go off. They just direct you anyway. See your hand, and he's going to be like, I'll hold on for another turn, and they'll do it next turn. You know, the only cards, the only card in this space that has ever been playable is Veil of Summer. And that's because that card is a design mistake. Drew card. Yes, like the, it was the fact that it does the thing, as well, the yeah. fact that it does a thing and draws a card, like they they acknowledge that it's a mistake because they banned it in yeah. Pioneer, right? They were yeah. like, "This just hoses an entire two. It's not fun. Yeah. Two fifths of the color pie, it, and it, it's just egregious that it lets you draw a card. And the thing is, though, is that Legacy is the place where all of the egregious designs go to live. So it's true. not Veil of Summer, and even right now, when we had Aaron like Forsyth on the podcast, that's what he said. He's like, it's it, transgressive cards need a place to live. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. But like, pull this card will see. The clip. <laughs> this this card has great art. We'll see no play. Don't worry about it. So let's talk about these these gold cards. These combo uh, these combo uh, legends, right? I think Demone as Demone. That's a that's a uh, Zamone Zamone Z- Zamone and Dina. I I almost said Demone and Zena. That was uh, Demone is a character from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, mm. So uh, anyhow, this this one's like slightly interesting to me because we're not seeing abrupt decay played as constantly anymore. Like it hasn't been played like like at, at a on tier one decks for a long time, mm-hmm. and this has some interesting vibes on it. Where it's like when you draw your second card, you can easily draw draw more than one card a turn in, in Legacy. Target opponent loses like gets drained. You basically you know so- siphon soul for uh, for two. And then the sacrifice another creature uh, to draw a card and put a land to play. If you have eight or more lands, you can do that again. The the getting the extra thing is is interesting there. But just a three mana three four that like has that incidental effect is is kind of interesting to me. I don't think that it'll necessarily see play, but it it, it there's a space there. No, there's this will say zero play. You know why? Uro exists. Uro exists. This is true. You, you're, you're tapping and sacrificing another creature to do something that Uro does for free. Uro's a bigger body. It's 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 more it's redundant. It doesn't care about removal. Uro exists means that cards like this don't get to see play. If Uro didn't exist, you'd consider this. Yeah. But well, Phil, Phil, speaking about things exist and and they won't see play. Let's talk about Eric and Giada. Okay, so it's a one blue white. It's flash flying. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. 
You may cast spells with flash or flying from the top of your library. Oh man, dude. What I would give to just have my own cheap, like uh future site like this on, on a card that let me cast things that I want to cast. <laughs> I, I, I really do like, you don't want to cast I, flash I, and flying cards from the top of your deck. Here's the thing. The only flash and flying cards that you're, you, that you'd be playing are like, I don't know. You're playing dress down. You're playing Snapcaster mage, you know, but like, again, you have to make up for the fact that this card is in your deck. So you have to be able to draw a card off of it in order for it to be relevant because your two, three flash flyer that gets hit by everything is not going to be good enough. Uh, you have to care about being able to look at the top card of your library. And I'm, the, I'm that person. I want to be able to look at the top card of my library more than anybody else. And I, I, it's, it's just, it's so close and it's in the colors I want it in. And it's just too narrow. Yeah. The other ones, I mean, I guess uh, maybe Baral and Kari Zev could, could see play. Uh, that is a uh, one uh, blue and a red for a two, four that has first strike and menace. And whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery this turn, you can cast a spell with the uh, le with lesser mana value that shares the type of that spell, or you can put a two, one Ragavan token. That is not Ragavan nimble pilfer, just a two, one Ragavan uh, into play instead that, Look, I don't think this will see play either because they're just better things you can be doing at three mana. And like at, at, at three mana, you could basically be playing a Murktide Regent, right? Um, Uro exists. This won't see play. Yeah. I've seen people that are that are high on this card, and it, it, it it's. The, I mean, the well, there is one part of it where if you when you cast your first instant sorcery spell, you can choose to cast something of lesser mana value for free, which means that you can't play a one drop and then cast another one drop. It has to have lesser mana value. Yeah. I don't see this card being good enough because it doesn't do anything by itself. You have to, you play well, it. That is the thing. And you also have to have like a less, like, you know, if you're casting predict, you have to have brainstorm in your hand, you know, like it, you're not getting that value out of it otherwise. And the real value here is to get the free spell, right? Like getting a two, but one. The is thing is that you're not no even cast. getting the free spell. You're getting the mana to cast the spell, but you already have it. It's not. Yeah. You yeah, exactly. Card. That's what I'm saying. Like it just so, like the mana to cast a spell is not that big a deal. But uh, especially at... when, you know, like for the same cost, you know, thereabouts, uh, you could put an iconoclast into play and cast brainstorm and get a one one, you know. Are like... you trying to pay are you trying to pay three mana and grind? To fairy Narset yeah. and Uro exist. Therefore, yeah. these yeah, cards yeah. don't get to see play. Like the, the 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 cool thing about this card is that if you cast the spell or if you cast a spell and then don't uh play for something else you get the ragavan token and the ragavan token doesn't exile itself you just keep the two one like that's like you do create another body but then if you create it again it's legendary so you have to sacrifice it is legendary so have, yeah that's a that's you a bummer to, you either have to get rid of the token in some way or you're using it in some way to attack or block or whatever but like at that point like this is just a bad uh version of any of the monastery mentor effects that we have which are already too slow in an urza saga format and then you know you have the firewalkers mm -hmm. and uro it, it's like there are too many things that like this won't see play unless you're trying to be cute so here's one that might might see play Galta and Maverin uh, because Sauron the Mur Sir and the Mur Mirthless exists, right? Like you're thinking of Sauron looking... Imperious Bloodlord. Yeah. Oh, Sauron Imperious Bloodlord. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, but that's that's the payoff we've kind of been looking for. Is like how can we show and tell in a vampire that's worth show and telling in on off of off of Imperious Bloodlord, right? Zach, you made a pioneer deck. I made a pioneer deck. <laughs> we've been looking for something it that does we can happen. show and tell. We're looking for something that we can show and tell in, or we can play show and tell. We can play show and tell and, and uh, Atraxa, right? What else? Nothing else looks really super tempting. The sort of ones and futures we're talking about, I guess. So 
there is so halo we, we can talk about that one but halo forager is a one blue black fairy rogue three one with flying it says when it enters the battlefield you can pay x when you do you may cast target instant or sorcery card with mana value x from your graveyard without paying its mana cost uh and then you if you would cast it you exile it that's another free way to cast your ancestral visions or otherwise uh suspend spells for free so you pay three mana you x is zero the suspend spells uh have mana value of zero and so you can cast them so there, I mean, okay. you have to have those cards. Those cards have to be in your graveyard. Yeah, they, but yeah. They, oh, they have it, to be in your graveyard. It, it is a, it is a three-one flyer for three. So like, and it's blue, and so it's like, okay, it's not nothing. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that like, if you are playing with the suspend cards, uh, or trying to get the the free ways to suspend them, that this is another three mana way to do that. Similar to how like shardless agent gives you three mana to do it. You know. Yeah. So. This is a card where it's like it's only going to be in those types of decks that are doing a cute thing. So I don't think they're ever going to be good enough because the format's too fast. But this rate for the thing that it does has historically been playable. Yeah, I don't know if that. I, I don't think that the format's there anymore. But yeah, unfortunately, play, I think uh, we we live in a world where Vendelian Click just ain't cutting it anymore. Right, but if you were playing your, you know, th that deck was already in bug. Right. So if you're just playing your suspend spells and then looking for the ways to cheat them, then this is another three okay. mana way to cheat it in colors, in the yeah. colors that you were already playing. So it, it has all of the tools for that type of deck to like potentially want it. So like this is the card where I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw it. Like if I saw it, I'd be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like it's doing a yeah. powerful thing and it's in line with the other powerful thing that it was doing before. But I just don't know if the form, I think the format's too fast at this point. Uh, yeah. Okay. So sort of once in future, that's a TH white reference right there. So uh, it's plus one, uh, sorry, plus two, plus two. It's a, you know, the classic sword, three three mana to cast it, two to equip, plus two, plus two, pro black, pro blue. Then uh, the equipped creature deals damage to a player, surveil two, then you may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value of two or less from your graveyard without paying its cost. Yeah, man, you, you sure can. So I, I think this is fine. But, you know, anybody who's saying, like, oh, maybe this is the one that's playable, it's still the blue and red one, still the best one, I, I think. Even, like, even getting to cast a spell for free, looking at the top two cards or whatever, doing two damage and drawing a, a card is still, I think, the best thing you can be doing with that because, like, you just want to snowball people with these swords out. And, and that's the one that seems to me like it's doing the most work. And it's also protecting you from... Lightning bolt on on your guys, which is the thing. Like War and Peace would be would be playable the the white and uh, red one if like it was if it was doing anything that was worth doing. It like Stormseekers your opponent and like Gerard's Wisdom's you. I just don't so, think that that's enough uh, to to make it work. And I think that this is in that realm of like just not enough. I think a way that make it more tangible as to like how you would envision this working. Imagine if it said. Uh, instead of all of the words that it says, if it says whenever a quick de creature deals combat damage to a player, cast mission briefing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're not in the market to cast mission briefing, then you're not going to be in the market for the sword. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think even less so in in that scenario. Uh, Realm, Realm Breaker of the World Tree uh, will not be playable in in Legacy, but I wanted to insert uh, Eben Prater joke right here. Eben Prater is a Prater. And, uh, you know, like you could throw your your whole deck as just is, like is, mono is, Praetors. Is, it, is the, the subtype actually Praetor on it? Yeah, they changed that in uh, Sanguine Praetor from, I think, Champions of Kamigawa to uh, right. to, to both be Praetors. All right. So what? So if, if somebody can get in a camera match, if somebody can activate Realm Praetor and put 
Evan Prater into play? What do they win? Oh man. Well, we will pay for your weekly event for sure. Like we'll just hit, hit us up in the discard. It's, with, it's with gotta be proof. on camera. It's gotta be on camera. <laughs> it's gotta be genuine. Your opponent can't let you just do it. Yeah. You have actually, you actually have to have like completed it somehow. 10 mana. Is that what it says? Jeez, 10 it's mana. Ten, it's, just ten, it's just 10 mana, guys. All right. I take it back. Here's the thing. I actually, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I take everything I just said back. The reward is going to be us telling you not to do it and then <laughs> fucking up your night. Stop. Yeah, just don't, do, don't actually this? throw your night away. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't do it. Do, no, do if, something if you can, it, look, if you, if you do, if you do do it, I, I want you to share it with us for sure. But like, come on, what are you trying to do? Why? To do. Why? Yeah, I want video evidence uh, if we're going to give you anything. Um, beyond that, I think, uh, you know, we don't have, everything else is just like cool, cool uh, looking uh, all arts and stuff. Yeah, there's uh, a, like there's a lot of interesting cards, but in fr from uh, from legacy standpoint, they're all just too expensive. Yeah, and uh, there isn't a like there isn't a deck that produces enough creatures where any of the convoke spells are good enough. That's why I was saying that I think that the only space that I really see so far are there are enough powerful things for a go wide strategy that if you really leaned hard into it, it's giving you a lot of really interesting new tools. Uh, in particular, Elish Norn is a way to just go over the top of everything else. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't think that what we've seen so far is enough. I I'm interested, like, Dust Legion Duelist is a 2-2 for one and a white with Vigilance that says whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on it, you draw a card. It only activates once a turn. Uh, but what what was the... There's the one and a white that at the beginning of combat, you put a plus one plus one counter on a creature. That oh, was used yeah. In, like, I, yeah, in, like, it's... it's a... Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It, that that card sees play in, in Pioneer. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, that's you build a Pioneer deck, Phil. <laughs> build, build a Pioneer deck. I, I wanted to say uh, this this set is very exciting. Uh, the like storyline and stuff for this set, but I think that uh, one of the things that uh, we we don't often say when a set comes out is like how much I like this set based on the fact that it doesn't seem like it's going to truly impact uh, Eternal Formats this time around, mm -hmm. you know? And it's been a while since we've had a set that isn't like, hey, we've just added a brand new archetype to, to, here's, to here's, Legacy. I, 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 I'll, I'll follow and say that I do like that. It, it's not necessary. I don't see anything that's being added to the already very powerful dominant archetypes of the format. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing stuff that maybe a tokens deck comes out of it. Uh, yeah, sure. Like I'm, I'm fine with some like tier three nonsense happening or like, Hey, if, if the a tokens deck becomes a tier one deck, cool. That's new Let's, and different, but like, yeah. we're not just like making blue red Delver even more powerful by putting out like yet another cantrip for it to use or something, you know? Also, like I would strictly be upgrading Brainstorm to a draw four or something. Right, like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't point out that they uh, power crept Baneslayer Angel and downgraded it from Mythic to Rare. There's oh, yeah. Boon, Boonbringer Valkyrie, which is three white, white for a four, four with backup one. Backup is when it enters the battlefield, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it uh, on target creature. If it's another creature that you put the plus one, plus one counter on, it gains whatever abilities are underneath this text until. Yeah. End of turn. And it's a cool. Is it is actually a cool and like very fun thing to do. The flavor, the, the the abilities that it would grant to another creature if you put a counter on another creature is flying first strike and lifelink. Now flying first strike and lifelink are all of the relevant abilities of Baneslayer Angel. The ones that it doesn't have are protection, uh, from, protection dragons. from demons, protection from <laughs> demons and dragons. Yes. Now flying first strike and lifelink though, you can just back up one onto Boonbringer Valkyrie, and so it's a four four with a plus one plus one counter on it, so it's a five five. And it's a Bane Slayer. So it's Boom. a Bane Slayer with optionality. And yeah. it's a rare. How far we've come. Yeah, man.
I remember, I remember they were like 30 bucks. Wallet Slayer Angel, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess that, that kind of, that kind of does it for this week for us. Um, one thing I want to say is, Hey, we're almost to 500 subscribers. Once we hit 500 subscribers, I can start doing quizzes on YouTube and stuff like that. So if you're not subscribed, please, you know, go, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, you know, do all that stuff. Please comment. You know, the comment thing is really helping us out. Uh, I want to do. I want to start doing a comment of the week each week and a poll of the week. Uh, I did want to show. Uh, we have the poll up from last week that was pretty fun, which was like, you know, uh, who do you think is coming back from uh, from Ogrotha? And uh, most people, most people just thought it was going to be somebody other than uh, Ishin Shade, Veldrain, or Grandma Singir. So uh, we'll pop that over here to just show it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I really like, uh, interacting with everybody in the comments and I've started to add, uh, some functionality into the, uh, spot. If you listen to us on Spotify, uh, there are questions and stuff on Spotify that I've, that I've asked as well, aside from like, what did you think of this episode? So, uh, I'm going to start trying to like interact with the, inter- with, with people there as well. Uh, as always, you can hit us up in our discord. Uh, we're constantly there talking about decks. Phil's like just this week. Phil was talking to one one of our listeners about uh, how to approach uh, a legacy event with his uh, un, like un, under costed uh, miracles deck. So that was pretty cool. We do that all the time. So like you know we're kind of uh, we just kind of live on the internet and we like and we like talking to people. So if you hit us up in the Discord, uh, we're, we're there and you know the community's there too and the community's pretty ac- excellent. So anyhow, uh, with that said. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe as always, and uh, we will see you next week, everybody. Have a good one. Man, Fossil Phil, you ain't know what the fuck you talking about, bro. You ain't no blue mage. Hey, like I ain't spent since the bonnet top. Like I ain't tried to set up a miracle seven minute time walk. Trapping and casting that kind of magic that's slapping all of the magic you're stacking. That's lacking the back end of cavern back of flashing the back. You're saddened by my lack of compassion. What you're slacking, I'm snacking. Like I ain't the best to play this game. Force and negation targets your past in flames. Like I ain't been to infinite convention centers where the magic Twitter hashtag conveniently ain't the same. Like I ain't frightening, never through lightning. Like I ain't lost money trying to buy out frightening. Like I ain't a fixture, think a big picture. Shuffle back my graveyard, drink an elixir. You know I'm sculpting your mind, we'll go into time easy. Rather than time, the stack is all mine. Sleazy. Part in the veil, force and dispel. Always shuffle. And ponders and asked if you would like to reveal. Seriously? Like I never got choked, never got cataclysm to crater hoof. Like I never ever stared at a devil or a chalice to shepherd and plan out every way that I could kill myself. So pray tell, what if what's never happened? How much more time in life would I spend being happy? Would it be a travesty to never see the epiphany of seeing a miracle of guns or drugs getting splattered? Like I ain't smart, like I ain't hard, like I ain't sweeping the border drawing three cards. Like I ain't chic, like I ain't slick, like I ain't properly stacking these predicts. Like I ain't mole, like I ain't keep, like my social reason and instinct. Speed, like I ain't smooth, like I ain't cool, like I ain't a angels, what it do, what it, what it, what it. Try to come at me, tell me I ain't no, bl- I'm a terminus the shit out of the board, bro. Terminus the shit 